Um, so, hello, and welcome to my podcast, Breadcrumbs. This is Ashley, your host, and I just wanted to say a quick shout out to my friends over at Civilian Discourse, um, Brad and Shane. They're really awesome, and they messaged me and um, welcomed me to Anchor and um, the podcast world, and it really meant a lot to me, so I wanted to shout out, um, you know, on my podcast and give them some props. Um, If you want, um, look them up because they're actually, their content is really good, and um, it's about current events and things that are going on, and... um, really I would give them a listen because I was listening to it and I listened to all of it and it's really good stuff um I like their perspectives and you know the way that they talk about things very fluid and um they're very non-judgmental and I like that um they give perspective and not really by they're not biased um it's really really good stuff I would listen to it so Um, without further ado, I have already updated today, like, three times, or four times, something like that, um, but I, on one of my update, updated podcast episodes, I left my email out there for the world, and, um, somebody actually emailed me, literally, just, like, ten minutes ago, well, I got the email, like, ten minutes ago, so, um, they asked me some questions, and since I have just a few minutes, I will answer those questions, um, really fast for you, and for them, they decided to remain anonymous, which, uh, it's just an email, so I don't know why, but, um, they wanted me to answer these questions, so I'm going to do that, so one of the first questions, well, I'll say all the questions, and I'll just go through and answer, and answer them, um, first question was, have, have I been an empath all my life, have I been positive all my life, um, what was my childhood like, and what made me the person that I am, who, um, has contributed the most to my personality, like, mentorship, and what was the other one, um, am I an always happy person, oh, if, if I'm an always happy person, how can I sometimes be sad, okay, so, let's go through it, um, I'll start with the always happy person, I'm always happy, like, always happy, because my happiness is uh, grounded in a place that is unshakable and unmovable and that's in my faith um it's it's just always there i'm always thankful i'm always grateful no matter if bad things do happen and i am sad over those things and doesn't mean that i'm sad i experience sadness yes but doesn't make me a sad person it doesn't make me um live in that and dwell in that i don't dwell in sad emotions I get sad, I feel sadness, but then what, to me, sadness is, um, you know, the first emotion, and most people out of sadness get angry, um, you know, anger is actually a secondary emotion, so a lot of people go from sadness to anger, hurt to anger, and I go the opposite, I go from sadness to happiness, because I figure out a way to make it a positive situation, so yes, I am touched by sadness sometimes. Somebody dies, of course I'm going to cry. Of course I'm going to feel it on a deep level and I'm not going to be like, um, you know, oh, this person is dead? Well, that's amazing. Like, that's not at all um, <laughs> who I am. Um, and I do feel other people's sadness to the, an extreme depth 
and um, that is why I'm very proactive at trying to make them happy because I feel their sadness um, but I, I feel sadness on my own I do and I feel angry sometimes um, um, not very often I don't get angry very often um, I'm able to change my perspective very quickly um, I've trained my brain not to do that but I also think I, mean, I came up with the whole training your brain thing so I kind of feel like I've always been able to do that um, and I am always looking at ways to impact people in a positive way um, so yes I've been positive all my life um, I was in a negative situation for 15 years that did suck the life out of me but that's like a um, blood donor being with a vampire no matter how much you give it's just, they're still going to keep taking until there's nothing left and um there was a point where there was very little to nothing left um toward the end so that's a big reason why i got out um i um my childhood is a lot of things happened in my childhood. I definitely am not going to go into detail on a podcast about um, the, the really negative things and the really horrible things that happened. Um, they, I don't regret them. I mean, I don't think, like, I think everything happens for a reason. And um, I tread lightly, saying that, of course, because, no, I don't, you know, I wouldn't blame things on, you know, like, I would if a child is hurt in some way, I wouldn't be like, oh, it was meant to happen. Um, but people make decisions and a lot of times children have no control over those decisions that people make, um, for them. And, and that's just life. But if I can use that experience, that negative experience to reach someone who's going through that experience right now, then I'm actually able to reach somebody that wouldn't have been reached any other way because um, for some people, the pain is so deep that you can't reach them unless you're experiencing it too, and that's what connects you. Um, it's funny because humans um, think... I say human. I'm human too, of course. I'm not an alien, but I just don't think like other humans. So this, this is crazy, but um, humans think that strength comes from the lack of um, vulnerability and and it's funny because people don't relate to people who are perfect or who um, put on this facade of I have everything going for me people don't even like those people secretly they're like oh my god and like how is their house so perfect how are they so perfect how is this perfect I, I don't relate to them because you can't relate to somebody who has a perfect life. You just can't. Who's so strong. You think that they're so strong. But when someone says, look, I'm going through this really horrible thing. And they start crying about it and they share with you. That's when you connect to a human being. That's when you actually feel connection. And that's when you're the strongest. Is when you connect to someone on a deep, deep level. Um... And, and to me, that's a strength that can't be found anywhere else except for in relating to somebody have gone through the same thing. So um, as an empath, I'm able to relate to people even if I haven't gone through the same thing. Um, for some reason, I can tap into that emotion and that feeling and that deep-seated uh, um, pain. But 
the things that I have gone through have been made uh, relatable to the people who are going through those things. So I can say, I have gone through this and I've been through it and it, it's terrible and I know what you're going through and I can help you get through it. I'm that hand you can hold walking through the storm. Um, so I won't go into detail about the horrible things that happened in my childhood, but there were some. And, um, and I don't want anyone to feel bad for me for them because it's made me the person that I am today. Um, nothing in my family, um, has nothing to do with my actual family life. Um, the really bad things that happened. I mean, I had a rough childhood with my dad, um, but it wasn't, you know, the horrible things that happened had nothing to do with him or my mom. Um, my, the personality types of my mom or my mom was this, um, over emotional person who, um, felt her own emotions to the extreme. She was not an empath, um, by any sense of the word because she didn't ever recognize the feelings of others or what other people were going through. It was always about her emotions and what she was going through and how she would, um, magnify her own emotions to the fullest. If something happened that would cause a sad reaction, she'd be bawling. And it didn't have to be a, a, a huge loss. It would just be, you know, a, a, something that just would have been on a minor scale of sad. She would have blown that up to be just terribly sad. And um, anger, terribly angry, instead of just a little angry. That made me, that made me mad. She would be on the the extreme scale of angry, um, happy. She would be on the extreme scale of happy. She would over, she would just be overjoyed when she was happy. So it was, um, those extreme emotions, um, on one side and then on my dad's side, absolutely no emotions. And he just didn't feel at least I didn't think he did. I tried tapping into his emotions so many times and he, I just never could read him. Um, my mom could have been read by a stranger across the street with his eyes closed. I couldn't read my dad if I was right next to him talking to him. Um, he just closed out everybody. So I had those two extreme, I had one extreme parent and on the other side extreme the other side, but uh, neither of them were empathic so none of them really related to me and the things that I was able to do and understand. Um, my dad always said that I was wise. And, you know, that stuck with me because um, the words that he did say, he, you know, did some, some up, sometimes uplift me with his words and they, those words actually stuck really deeply um, in my mind and my memory. Um, so... My childhood was that um, I had an overactive imagination at a young age. I was the kind of person that um, when all my friends got together and we played Power Rangers, I literally had a backstory for every single character. I was like, okay, your story is that when you were little, this happened to you, and then that's why you're so angry. I like, it was so crazy. <laughs> I mean, but everyone was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'd get them in character. It was so funny. Um, I think that's why I love drama and acting and theater so much is because I really can relate to a character. Even if I don't know anything about the character, I can create a backstory um, to create a deep character 
um, that's real and, um, and relatable to an audience. So, and that's also why I like writing, I think, because I can express my emotions that I feel and they're not all cooped up inside my head. Um, I've been writing since I was about 10. Um, earlier than that, I was just like really overactive imagination storyteller and, um, backstory, you know, giver for any situation whatsoever. Um, I remember my sister and I, um, and my younger sister, I actually got them, we performed, um, some of the, um, children's, um, Mother Goose rhymes, and, um, I had a little Mother Goose book, and I went through all of them, I'm like, okay, so, you're the cow that jumps over the moon, you are, like, so excited to jump over this moon it is that's your motivation you are just gonna jump over this moon as the happiest cow literally and like in the music is what drove you because the the cat is playing the fiddle and it's just making you so happy and i i can't believe remembering i'm remembering this but we performed this for my family just all the little riddles and we kind of just acted them out and I was um, narrating it and sometimes acting in it too because lack of characters. Um, and it was just us three, me and my sisters. And um, that's just the, the type of child that I was. I even made like a fake radio station and had my own um, back then would have been podcast. But my own little um, channel that wasn't even real. It was just on a recorded tape that only I heard. Um, making, like, these little segments, like, um, you know, Fact Friday, and, um, you know, just these little, like, comedy corner, and things like that, little skits, and little, um, tidbits, things, and fake news, um, that, because I didn't really know what was going on in the news, so I just, like, made stuff up, but I was like, uh, thank you for joining us on News Channel 8, and I, I just, I was very overly <laughs> imaginative child um but I think that that um all of that prepared me for the type of person that I am now and I wouldn't have it any other way um to be honest I really enjoy my life and the person that I am and what I've learned out of my life and I'd rather be a deep person than a shallow one um more than anything to be honest um so what else let's see um friends I really didn't um have many I was bullied a lot so I just didn't make many friends I had a lot of people who used me and that I thought were friends um when I was like at the age of 10 for some reason I was a compulsive liar I don't know why but I lied about everything and I think it was to make friends more than anything because I lied about like having money that I didn't have I lied about like so many things but it was the overactive imagination compiled with the fact that the need for wanting to you know people to accept me and be around me um I don't like being alone um it's funny because neither an empath or a narcissist actually like being alone but I I couldn't stand being alone because I needed the satisfaction of making someone else happy and if I wasn't in a friendship or a relationship where I could make someone else happy I would, I would just feel like a failure and that would make me sad. Um, 
that I wasn't helping. Like right now, I always feel like I have to be helping somebody. I have to be doing something proactive. I have to be sharing positivity. Um, I have to be putting it out there constantly. Um, or I, I just feel like I'm failing because I have all these opportunities to do it and all this time to do it and I'm not I'm following through. So it just, I feel unproductive as a light bringer and I should be sharing that light all the time. Um, let's see what else about my life can I share? Um, um, I did, I think I talked about my social experiment that I did in high school, but I'll reiterate it really fast. Um, I did a social experiment where I, um, before social experiments were social experiments, before there was social media, when I was in high school in the 90s, okay, I did this experiment. Um, it probably could end up on um, some kind of social media a blog or something like that right now if they did it but I went to school as different uh, stereotypes every single day for a solid like two weeks um, a week or so and um, one day I was completely gothic one day I was completely like um, I don't know what the word would have been because I wore fairy wings and lots of like accessories actually that was the closest thing to my actual personality was um with the fairy wings and the glitter and I was just like pixie I don't know how to explain it but um and then um I did a completely preppy style that I went to school in I just did all these different styles and then um each day I monitored how people treated me and how also they treated me the other days that um I was in the different costumes to how people accepted me one day and then me being the same person and I wouldn't change my behavior my behavior was always can be was the same I wasn't like oh I'm dressed gothic now I'm just gonna be like acting all sad and, and you know saying things depressing and stuff I was still me I was like happy and smiling and like hey what's up and the gothic people accepted me like it was nothing they were just like hey we love you. Come and join our group. Then when I dressed preppy, they were like, uh, F you. We don't want you around us. Please don't ever come back. And they thought I was like a big, you know, like, um, offended. They were offended deeply that I joined their group and then all of a sudden wore different clothes another day. I couldn't wrap my head around that because I'm the same person. So basically what they were accepting was a surface thing and not um, me as a person. Never once because nobody um, really cared what was on the inside. And on the inside, it never changed. Never once did I um, act differently or change my behavior or act like a different type of person than what I really am. Um, all I did was change my clothes and I was treated differently every single day by different types of people depending on what I was wearing. So that was um, my intuitiveness as a teenager um, of materialism and surface value and the value on human life um, by society and um, you know coming to a cold realization that um, People really don't accept you for who you are. Uh, most people accept you on a surface level. And it, it was hard for me to 
wrap my head around that. But I had to do the experiment for myself. Um, so that um, happened. And then let's see what else. Um, I um, went through some things um, like my senior year and ended up living with my grandmother in um, Georgia and um, she ended up dying of pancreatic cancer and she was one of the people in my life that I related to the most and she was um, a stronghold for me always and um, I she wasn't an empath but she um, related to me so well like it, it was crazy she blocked a lot of people out in her life but she let me in and um, she just really really stimulated me in many ways like mentally she like challenged my um intellectual intellectuality hmm, that's not word is it um she challenged me intellectually she was even at a very young age she was like spell this spell that and she um she was always like challenging me to um, absorb more knowledge and information and constantly um, research things and um, I think that's my need for constantly knowing things and researching things and my logic mind actually I believe comes from her um, and maybe even my dad some because he's very logic minded so um, I kind of believe that that because I had two opposite spectrum size side say typed parents, um, over-emotional and unemotional, that I gained the um, ability to be emotional, um, born an empath with that empathic predisposition, but then the ability to, um, the ability to um, feel emotions, I guess, on a deeper level, but then the ability to also, with what my dad did, which was compartmentalize and then also think logically, so I can do both. Um, but definitely full-blown empath. Um, what else? Um, I connect to cats really well. I don't know why. I feel like, um, a very close bond with any kind of cats. Um, more than dogs. I love dogs. I love all animals and I connect to them on a very deep level, but cats, I feel like almost like they can connect to me. And that's a really weird feeling. Like I feel like they know how I feel and I know how they feel and it's a connection. I don't know, weird, right? Um, I have a cat tattoo on my back. It's a black cat that I designed. Um, uh, Although that has nothing to do with any of the questions anybody asked. I'm just, like, giving more information about myself. Um, that's kind of where the name Ash Kitten came from. It's because the cat thing. And my name is Ashley. So that is why. My um, YouTube name is actually going to be Ash K 10 With the numbers 10. The letter K. The number 10. Um, and it's supposed to be, like, Ash Kitten. But K10 is... The, the brand, I guess, Ash K10, whatever. 
that's what my plan is for my YouTube channel to make it different and stand out, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, or at least my, that's going to be my host name. I don't know, like, what my actual channel name is going to be. We'll see, we'll see. So, um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I can think of um, in this amount of time because I don't have much more time to spend with you guys. But um, I, let's see. Um, I don't have anything else. I don't think. I'm blank. I connect to my children. Um, extremely well. I think I explained that, but um, I feel their pain deeper than I feel anybody else's, and I think that's because the emotional connection you have as a parent inherently takes over. And even if you're not an empath, I honestly believe that every mother kind of has that um, mother's intuition about her children and what they're feeling. Um, so I think I feel it on an even deeper level because of my empathic abilities um i've also been um told that i'm a prophetess um been struggling with that i do have the signs of prophetic abilities like i said at a very young age i was able to like uh, see kind of read the future dream the future and things like that saw that my mom was gonna have um a baby girl two baby girls and knew that she was pregnant when she didn't even know she was pregnant, things like that. Um, I have like intuitions with people around me um, where I know something's gonna happen or I'm thinking about something and it happens. Um, someone says something, I'm thinking it and then someone says it. Um, that has a lot to do too with the emotional reading though. Um, but with um, being a prophet, prophet, prophetess, sorry um part of it is also when you wake up at like two or three in the morning because god wants you to pray for somebody that happens yeah and uh you're like god please i'm trying to get some sleep here and you know that it's um it's something really important and then when you pray over that thing because you can feel it you, you feel it like you know what it is and it's three in the morning and you just have to do it because you're the only person that is waking up to that call and so you pray for that person and then you find out that it affected them in a positive way so um i'm not 100 percent like honing in on my prophetess skills and stuff I'm still kind of processing it because it is to me the hardest of the spiritual gifts to ever inherit in the, in the kingdom it is the hardest because sometimes you have to have um, messages for people from God and you're like oh yeah this person's gonna definitely think I'm crazy um God why are you telling me to tell them this please don't do this to me please don't make me the crazy person that god talks to even though i know i talk to you please don't make me that person that everyone's going to talk about and be like oh my god she thinks god talks to her um <laughs> it's it's a battle i guess it's a little bit of a struggle trying to you know balance the spirituality part um 
I left the church that I was in originally for a really long time and um, taking a breather from it. I recently joined a new church and I really like it. My kids like it and I'm getting a lot out of it and I don't have to um, do a whole lot. And I think that's important right now because I think I'm in a season of listening and learning and um, not exhausting my own um, gifts and efforts. Um, in a spiritual sense. I'm filling up that well um, spiritually. Um, but I have been prophesied over that I am a prophetess and I have shown a lot of those um, prophetess capabilities and supernatural abilities and I'm um, not anything special so don't think that I have some you know amazing thing that and no one else can have everybody has spiritual gifts you just have to tap into them um find out what they are and find out what uh, tendencies and what uh, characteristics are but definitely have them everyone does um i believe that mine is also a power of um prayer too which goes with prophetess but also that um i used to think that i could will things into happening because um, everything that I've ever really truly wanted happened but I also realized later on that um, it was through prayer and um, you know God doesn't just like say oh you want something here it is um, but some people have a little bit more of a spiritual pull um, being able to get the things that they pray for because the power of prayer um, but then again like I said anybody can have these gifts there's so many gifts there's the gift of healing there's the gift of uh, prophecy there's the gift of um, dreams dream um, there's where you can interpret dreams there's the gift of dreams um, there's like so many gifts and you can have them all it says in the Bible that you can have them all if you just pray for them um, but you have to also work at honing in on them and work at your relationship with God too. He doesn't just give you these amazing abilities um, because then people would just go around flying them as their own abilities. So that is um, about me now. You know a lot more about me than I know about you. I don't know anything about you. Um, but if you have any more questions, then message me and if I hopefully answered all of your questions anonymous email person and um if I didn't email me back and let me know what I missed um uh, what I missed out on and um I have to go because I have something to do but thank you so much for joining and listening and have a great wonderful day and spread love light and positivity everywhere you go thank you bye